Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Followers of the first Flat Earth movement attended a conference. Yes, there is a conference in relation to Flat Earth people. And the conference, I believe, is getting bigger. You know, it started off with a few people and now there's a few hundred. But anyway, uh, they kind of had a, a meeting in Shropshire at the weekend to discuss their theory that the Earth is like a dinner plate. And uh, the odd idea is gaining momentum following the hit Netflix programme Behind the Curve. Uh, the YouGov poll this year said 3% of the UK's adult population believed the Earth was flat. Roughly 1.6 million people allegedly believe, in the UK alone, believe the Earth is flat. And the blogger Mark Sargent, uh, who has become a celebrity since starring in the Netflix show, was one of the speakers at the conference where tickets cost €55 Euro for one day, €700 Euro for the full resident, residential treatment. And Mark 51, who has just finished a European tour, uh, taking in Stockholm, Dublin, Belfast and Cardiff, thinks we live on a flat disc covered by a dome. A bit like, I suppose, a snow globe. And he's on the line to speak to me about his theory. And Mark Sargent, uh, who's the advocate for the Flat Earth Society. Good afternoon, or good evening to you, Mark. How are you? I am well. And by the way, um, I'm not actually an advocate for the Flat Earth Society. We're just Flat Earth advocates. The society would be uh, Flat Earth 1.0. We're Flat Earth 2.0. Okay. We're the new guy. <laughs> You're the updated version. <laughs> yeah, we're the updated version. Okay, I mean, where did this all start? Because many, many moons ago, you know, of course, scientists told us, you know, the Earth is not actually flat, lads. It's round. It's a ball. And then all of a sudden, in the last 10 years or so, I see people starting to say the Earth is flat again, which doesn't seem to make sense to the average person. So where did this all come about again? Uh, it, it actually started about five years ago, believe it or not. Uh, I happened to write a series of videos, and it ended up turning into a book called Flat Earth Clues back in 2015. And I said, you know what? I can't prove the globe in a court of law anymore, and here's why. And I laid out a series of videos, you know, my, my reasoning for it, and I said, hey, Internet Hive Mind, shoot me down, prove me wrong. And I honestly thought somebody would because that, you know, I put up my, my real phone number, my real name, my address, and everything else. And I said, yeah, academics, come at me. And the exact opposite happened. Media and people and the subject matter experts from all walks of life came forward and said, you know what, it's not that crazy. And then it just kept steamrolling until finally uh, the, the documentary Behind the Curve came out. And now our membership is... All over the place. I've done conferences. Uh, you know, I just did the one in Kidderminster, and then but before that, I had Los Angeles, Calgary, Auckland. Uh, I did a thing in Stockholm while I was over there, and then I still have South Carolina and Dallas left to go. And that's just I'm, I'm shocked that 1.6 million people in Britain actually believe the Earth is flat. Uh, that just shocks oh, me. It, you know, that's like that's, that's like that's, telling me that you know the majority of the population of the UK believe that the Earth is only six thousand years old because the Bible says so. Um, it's one of those right. kind of things, isn't it? it? It's it's interesting because the U.gov uh, survey they they went and did the Americans before that back in 2017, and the number that really shocked everybody, including National Geographic, that was really stunned, and they did a full piece on it, was that the 18 to 24 year olds, you know, basically the millennials in the United States, a full 34 percent of them. Thirty-four percent didn't believe in the globe anymore. Ah, they couldn't stop. tell you exactly. What, I, I'm I just watching YouTube up. too much. 
<laughs> well, I mean, YouTube they is believe the a lot of things. Now, in fairness, Mark, there's a lot of those millennials believe that we have lizard people walking around our society. So I, I wouldn't take too much credibility in that. Okay, well, let's let's get well, to the theory. Okay. Yeah. Now. Okay, okay. Okay. I mean, there's all the obvious questions I'm going to throw at you, which I'm sure you know people have mocked you, sneered at you, and asked you all oh, yeah. the obvious questions. So let me just fire one or two of them at you because people will expect sure. me to do that. If the Earth uh, is I, flat, I, why don't we sail off the edge of it? Got it. Because there's no different... Okay, the, the, the sailing off the edge thing, that'd be the whole... We're not talking about an, a flat disk floating in space. In fact, there may not even be space. You mentioned earlier, it's kind of a snow globe. So can you sail off the edge of a lake? No, you can't, because there's an edge all the way around, and that's what we're talking about Yeah, but about you'd, here. you'd hit land pretty quickly, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, you, absolutely. You would hit land, but you wouldn't fall off the edge. And so the land, the only constant that does not look anywhere close to the globe model and our model is Antarctica, which stretches all the way around like the edge of a dinner plate, like you were saying. So no matter what direction you go, eventually you're going to run into an Ant- Antarctica. So that's why ships don't go over the edge. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, know, I know the flat earthers talk about Antarctica, but Antarctica is real. Yeah. And, you know, flat earthers say that no one real. has ever crossed the whole continent before, except they have. Mm. And they still do mm. all the time. Uh, to believe otherwise no, is just a bit mad, really, isn't it? People do cross the continent of, of Antarctica. I, I wouldn't say all the time. And as far as crossing it, you got to remember that the GPS system, which was designed by the Americans back in the 90s, not only will it tell you where your nearest Starbucks is, but it'll also tell you where it wants you to go if you're going into a place yeah, that these, doesn't want you these, to go. Yeah, but these wonderful, brave explorers like Scott and the rest huh? of them, you know, they didn't yeah. have GPS. They used the sun, for example, you know, to tell them which way they were going. So they traveled in a straight line across Antarctica. Sure, what they thought was a straight line. You've got to remember, the compass doesn't work well down there either. The, the North Pole has a wonderful compass, you know, where we call the center of the map. But the compass doesn't do anything down in Antarctica. And anyone can look this up. This is our theory. We just asked. It's like, why, why does the South magnetic South Pole just not do anything? Okay, so how thick is this flat Earth? Because if it's not that thick, well, then we're gonna, where does gravity come from? No, no, that's, that's an excellent question, and that is what I tell people. is like, okay, so if you ask mainstream science, they say the globe is 4,000 miles down to the center, which is interesting because the deepest hole ever drilled is only eight miles. That was done by the Soviets and the Germans. I think, so, they, I think the Indians, did they, 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 they not mine deeper than that in India somewhere? No, no, the literal the deepest hole ever drilled is only eight miles, which is amazing. That's a fraction of 1% that doesn't even come close to the 4,000. So what are the cross-sections we see, you know, with red and yellow and orange and all those bands? What are those, uh, what are those? Oh, anyway, so how deep is, how thick okay, is so the Okay, so are you suggesting when, when we see that cross-section of the earth, that very famous picture of the cross-section with a quarter of the earth taken yeah. out, and we yeah, see yeah, the cross-section of, uh, you know, the medulla, whatever it is, and all those different layers, yeah. are, we, are you suggesting that that's just made up? Oh, it's absolutely made up. It's, it's, well, it's, why would it's somebody giant, make that up? It should up. be a giant, because the science doesn't like putting question marks in, te- in textbooks. In fact, back in the old days, and we're not even talking 50, 60 years ago, there used to be small prints at the bottom of that saying, oh yeah, by the way, we have no idea what's down there. We're just guessing based off of volcanoes. But it's, know, not, but it's not, very, it's very not just guessing based off, I mean, well, okay, volcanoes are part of it, obviously, because we see magma coming yeah. from the center of the earth, and volcanoes, well, that's what they say, it comes to the center of the earth yeah. from volcanoes, but yeah. it's not just get work, guesswork, it's, science, no, no, it's, it's scientific it's theory, isn't it? No, 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 I mean, you can even look up the, the wiki entry posted by geological societies, and they've said, look, we have no idea what's down there, we just can't dig deep enough, we, we're, we're going to take a guess, and remember, when it comes to science, 
their guess is considered fact after a while. It's just, they put their stamp on it. It's like after a while it becomes gospel. It becomes canon. I mean, but people have seen the curvature of the earth. We've seen pictures from NASA. Have uh, well, well, hold on. Citizens themselves <laughs> who might have traveled on Concorde, for example, which would have traveled a lot higher mm. than your average long-haul flight, because you wouldn't really they, see the curvature of the earth on a long-haul flight. They have seen the curvature, and it wasn't just the windows were roundy. They saw the curvature of the earth. And every and everyone out there that thinks they see the curvature, and I've heard this from people that say they were in balloons or mountains. There's still people that, to this day. A lot of them say they've seen the curvature from the beach. I say take an take an image. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the beach because you couldn't see the curvature of the earth from the beach. Well, yeah, but it, well, you so, so why do I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people emailing me saying I can see the curvature? That, no, okay, from the well, beach. that's that's them just pretending that they can see it. Okay, and I'm not no, even. But uh, well, hang on, I'm not going to be as crazy as that because anybody no, who no, says no. they can see the curvature of the earth from a beach is make his my eyes are playing tricks on him. All right, but you have well, to go up not, a decent height to see the curvature of the earth. And yet, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the world's most famous scientist, I'm not knocking on Brian Cox, he's the second most famous, the most famous scientist the world says at even 130,000 feet, you cannot see the curvature. He absolutely said, just well, they, cannot uh, Well, allegedly, people saw it when they flew on Concorde. Uh, well, again, take, somebody take a picture of this. Send well, it to well me. NASA I saw have taken pictures from satellite, or satellite images. We've seen these wonderful, amazing <laughs> pictures from space stations. Uh, people who have oh, sent okay. up okay. drones. I got you have to throw out all the space agencies almost immediately because, remember... The then I'm making it up, Marty Mark. No, well, you didn't invent the globe either, which is, I'll, I'll use a quick quote from one of your guys, uh, George Orwell, you know, a big author, uh, and he said in 1946, he wrote an article, and he wasn't a flat earther, but he wrote this article. He says, you know, when you ask anybody on the, tr- on, uh, on the street how they know the world is a globe, they say, well, we just know. And then when you press them on it, they get angry. How did everybody in the world know in 1946 that it was a globe? NASA wasn't even found until 1958. They didn't know. They were told. There's a big difference. And that goes into the whole Orwellian thing, which is kind of like people that keep saying, and I know you say it's the trick of the eye, but it's like people that say they see the curvature from the beach. It's not that they see the curvature. They want to see the curvature. No, you're right. Your, see- o- your eyes are only capable of seeing a certain distance. And that's why people will often say, for example, oh, when I watch a boat, I can see it disappear into the horizon. And of course you do, because your eyes can physically only see it at a certain distance. Uh, but but and, and in saying that, but hang on, fan editors will claim that the boat doesn't actually go past a horizon point that we just yep, can't see it. Um, they will well, say, you know, the Earth is flat. You just can't see it anymore. But realistically, you know, it takes 20-something hours to get around to the other side of the planet. If I jumped on a plane tomorrow and went up 25,000, 30,000 feet on a 747, it'll take me 20 hours at 900 kilometers an hour probably to get around the planet, and I could fly in a straight line. So how does that happen? Uh, If you take your finger and move it around a dinner plate, circular motion, technically, and you come back to the same point where you started, technically you've circumnavigated that dinner plate. No, you'd have to do a U-turn. Well, I mean, going by your theory. Okay, let let me give you an example. I start in London, okay? Okay, and and I fly and I head across Europe and I go across uh, to Russia, uh, Alaska, whatever it is, back towards Greenland, back towards Ireland and back towards London again. All right, so I've flown practically around the world. If I need to get back to London, the only way to get back to London without going around the world is to do literally a U-turn somewhere over Germany uh, or somewhere over Russia. A giant, a giant uh, left-hand turn or a giant right-hand turn, which in our model works fine because, remember, the compass is going to react that way, and the GPS system is going to turn you in that direction. Now, it's going to be slow, so slow it's not going to be even detectable by anyone that's flying. So, yes, you can go on a plane or a boat and you can circumnavigate the world. It does not mean that it's a sphere. 
I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that part, Mark. I'm not buying that one. The the rest of them, I'm I'm kind of listening to you. Okay, the other one. Okay, Okay, a a lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse, should I say? All right. When when there's a partial solar eclipse, we can clearly see the shadow of the Earth on the Moon. It's not a flat line; it's a curve. Why? Can't be faked. Can't, can't be simulated in any way, shape, or form. What well, are you saying is, somebody has a projector in NASA and they're pointing it no, at the moon? No, 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 I'm saying it's I'm saying it's way bigger than this. We're talking about a building. You're living in a building with walls and a floor and a ceiling that is so huge that we did not build this. Whoever built this, if you want to Who say it's it? God, or if you want to say it's something else, you know, advanced civilization, that's fine. But that's what we're talking about here: a massive planetarium. A massive terrarium. And so, again, you go into a planetarium. Can you see waxing and waning crescent moons on the ceiling? Of course you can. I'm just saying that when you walk out of that building, you're walking into a much, much bigger building. And in this kind of dome that you talk of, is it is it just yeah. Earth is in this dome or are there other planets in this dome? No, no, it's just us. Uh, so what about the, is, so is the moon round? You mean spherical? I mean, it's glow, glow. two-dimensional. I don't know if it's spherical because I mean it might be, but at the very least, it's its own light source. It could be spherical. It could be two-dimensional. We're not sure, but it gives off its own light. It's self-illuminating. It has the moon is self-illuminating. Yeah. Absolutely. So what about the theory that the sun is providing all the light and the dark side of the moon? The, for my, the moon, my favorite song by Pink Floyd, by the way, can I point out? I got you. Because it's that sort of station. The uh, no, no. I mean, the uh, the sun is like an incandescent light bulb, and the moon is like a like a cool LED. And you can test this with a twenty dollar point and click thermometer. The moonlight is actually colder than the moonshade, which is exact opposite of the sun. So if it's you know ninety degrees in the sun, eighty degrees in the shade, but it's fifty degrees. And I'm using Fahrenheit for you. Fahrenheit, you know, 50 degrees in the moonlight. It's up to 60, 63 degrees in the moonshade. That's impossible. It should not ever go negative. And we can test it. You literally can point and click. I've done it myself. And and if you magnify moonlight, it even gets colder. Now, does that prove that the world is flat? No, but it absolutely blows away the relationship between the sun and the moon. I mean, I'm looking at some of the ridiculous arguments that people who are flat earthers uh, claim. For example, they say the earth is flat because bridges don't look curvy from the sky. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Uh, Satellites Uh, don't orbit the earth. They can't even leave the atmosphere. Uh, So you don't believe that satellites orbit the earth? I believe there's satellites up there, but I believe they're part of the high-altitude balloon program from NASA, which has been going on since the 50s. So what, you, you, the you, you, so the satellites that we think are, well, when I say propelled by very small engines, right. um, and the reason they're right. small engines is they're because there are solar panels and they're solar-controlled, right. is because they, there's no gravity up there, so they don't, there's no friction, and they can obviously travel right. much faster, etc. You don't believe that's true? You, don't, you believe they're just floating? Oh, I, yeah, yeah, they're just floating. In fact, you can look this up. This, this is not secret information. NASA's been um, firing up payloads upwards of four tons. They launch most of it from the southern hemisphere, that area. I mean, well, I, I know they launch years. weather balloons all the time. Yes, absolutely, these big silver weather balloons. But that, they're not satellites. No, no, they're not just weather balloons. I mean, they load full-blown satellites. They are massive. Well, I'm saying there's satellites up there, but they are not put up on rockets most of the time. Why would you? Pennies on the dollar, you can get them up there. You don't need rockets. Uh, however, are there, do rockets exist? Yes, of course. And also, by the way, because you're probably going to ask that question, did the Americans go to the moon? No, they did not. In fact, why <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to ask that question, but you've thrown it in there, so hey, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, you've, you've flung it in there anyway. But I mean, okay, what about all these, I mean, all these astronauts in America from NASA or from X-Space or whatever it is, or, you know, these private companies now, you know, 
Are you suggesting that they're all in cahoots and they're they're all lying to us? When you know we saw these wonderful pictures from what's that guy's name? Felix, what's his face? I can't remember his name. Oh, he was, Felix he only jumped from one hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah, yeah. You can, see, you can see the curvature there. I mean, we all saw the, the, the image, unless it was a fisheye camera. Jim, I, I could show you weather balloon footage right now at 120,000 feet. It's absolutely flat. They use a peephole lens, a fisheye lens. And that, by the way, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I mean, that's in fact, Neil Tyson even criticized that launch because he said, oh, my God. He goes, what the hell? Why was that curvature so severe at 130,000 feet? If it was that severe at 130,000, the entire world would be the size of Arizona. Every, but the general public doesn't know that. So it's like, okay, let's use the footage. I've talked to media guys. They said, oh, yeah, we use that image because it's more dramatic. No one wants to see a flat horizon. They always want to see the curvature because it makes it look like he's actually in space. He wasn't in space. He was only 20 miles up. But you're suggesting that there's some sort of major conspiracy amongst it's all of, amongst all of NASA and the, the individuals no, involved no, in space. You, you don't, you, all, most of the NASA guys, and hell, I lived next to a NASA guy when I was out in Colorado. They don't know anything. They just turn wrenches. They build fuel systems. They polish capsules. Uh, that's, the a only big, guys that's, that a, need... that's a bit patronizing to all the people who work hard in NASA. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, I mean, they, they have jobs. They, they do their stuff and rock, you know, because you have to build rockets and the rockets go up. Is anyone in those rockets? No. The what about that Chris Hadfield? What about, I mean, he sent some amazing photographs. He was on Facebook Live. He was doing singing songs about Ireland, actually, and he was actually on a few talk shows over here at the time when he came down. He was in the International Space Station. That's certainly more than 20 miles oh. up. And he took some amazing photographs with his own camera. You're right. He absolutely wouldn't lie. He's in the military. Everyone that goes up there is the military. In fact, most of them so are is he in on it? officers. Is he in on it? Of course. Now, does he know the Earth is flat? Probably not. Or maybe he's not. Certainly doesn't get debriefed on everything. This is one of those things where you don't, you know, need to know. And that is, he knows he's faking something. But does he know the whole story? Probably not. But no, Hatfield, uh, Scott Kelly, Terry Burks, all those guys. Even even your guy out there, Tim Peake. For mm. you know. And by the way, you know, it, I'm a little surprised, but that uh, Britain never got into. The space program. Oh, there's like, another conspiracy theory. Don't ever refer to Ireland as Britain. You'll be in big trouble, Mark. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying hey, I know, I was up there. You know, I, I did street activism for flight up, up in uh, Belfast and Dublin. Oh, right. okay, okay. But, hey, mind you, it could be very soon again. We don't know, all right. But but in saying that, getting back to the, the flat earth people, all right, I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that some of these credible people who have sent back some, some of the most beautiful photographs from space shuttles or space stations uh, using their own cameras, these are not fisheye cameras, using their own cameras, and we well, see the, and we see the beauty of the earth. The beauty of CGI, the beauty of Photoshop. Come on, you've ah, seen the movie. Well, maybe you have. Come on. Have you ever, ever, ever seen the movie Gravity with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney? Yeah, it's, gorgeous. it's a good movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, Willie, uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey by Stanley Kubrick. Gorgeous, even in Blu-ray, even today. Things can be faked. We're only talking about... Only if people want yeah, to fake them. Well, why wouldn't you fake them? In, why in this why case, would you want to fake it? Why would you want to fake it? I mean, we've got some beautiful pictures of the Earth. There's no reason. There's no need to fake it. Why? Okay, here's the, here's the thing, right? Okay. A conspiracy theory always has a motive. Okay, the, right. if you want to talk about men landing on the moon, I know the conspiracy theory is out there. Some people believe it, some people don't. But the motive was quite clear, that the Americans wanted to win the space race against the Russians. Okay, so there was the motive, okay? The JFK conspiracy, once again, there was a motive to get Kennedy off the planet, all right? Uh, you know, with, uh, Lady Diana, there's a conspiracy theory. There's a motive. 9-11, there's a motive. What would be the oh, yeah. motive? Don, Donald, Donald Trump 
selected by the Russians. Yeah, yeah, okay, all that. Okay, so they all have motives, but there is no motive in making people believe the Earth is not flat. What's the motive? Sure, there is. is. You just haven't thought about it, and that is, yeah, you're a smart guy. Think about this: uh, the potential destabilization of everything. And by that, I mean, educationally, all the universities, I don't care what department it is, astronomy, archaeology, uh, biology, they would all have to be retooled from the ground up. Economically, world markets have to be suspended for months. And, of course, religiously, that's the big one, which is all of a sudden you're giving the, the five major houses of the world, um, uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, you're all giving them simultaneously leverage against science, who's been building up basically their own religion for the last 500 years. And you're saying, oh, yeah, by the way, you might be wrong about something, and they're never going to let it go. you got to remember, science has been beating people over the head with textbooks for the last 500 years, especially the church. And, they, I mean, there's a potential for some upheaval there, and they're not going to take that sort of chance. And I'm not saying that we're going to hide it forever, but if they only didn't discover it till roughly 1960, give or take, then, you know, how long do you keep it a secret? I think it's slowly getting out now. Well, I, I don't believe that's a good enough motive, but however, I'm looking at some of the tech coming in. Somebody says here, ask him about a documentary called Operation High Jump. I don't know it. What is the documentary, Operation High Jump? Do you know uh, It was a mission, actually. Uh, it wasn't a documentary. Um, Operation High Jump was the mission by the United States Navy back in 1946 because there was nobody down, in, there was only one nation down in Antarctica during World War II, and that was uh, Nazi Germany, supposedly, because they were looking for more magical things to fight the war. You know, Indiana Jones wasn't exactly just a movie. Uh, and they went down there to root out uh, the Nazi bases in 1946. That, it doesn't have that much to do with Flat Earth, but it's an mm-hmm. interesting story. Okay, James and okay, James and Dublin. Let me just get to a few of these questions people have for you. By the way, if if you want to send a question uh, to Mark Sargent, who uh, believes the Earth is flat and is part of the Flat Earth Society, you are certainly not the Flat Earth Society. I know. Okay. Okay. Uh, You can you can WhatsApp or text oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. Now, could you ask him what he thinks of the picture known as the pale blue dot? It's a wonderful picture, actually. Uh, That comes in from James in Dublin. Uh, the pale blue dot is, is no different from the famous blue marble shot, which was taken in 1972, um, which is, look, it was just fabricated by the United States. Um, real quick, which was the, uh, the, the famous blue marble shot, which was taken in 1972. There was only one picture of the taken in full sunlight taken of the Earth between 1972 and 2015 when we started ramping up. 43 years, nobody took a, a shot of the Earth. How, how is that even possible? Well, nobody, took, well, nobody took a shot from that distance is the point you're making. Yeah, there, there has my. been par- there has been partial shots of the Earth from space stations, shuttles. Yeah, for, Forty three years. For, that's a long time, man. It's all the seventies, all the eighties, all the nineties, all the way to two thousand, two thousand ten. Come on. Okay, it, okay. It okay. I'll, let me read other questions that people are sending in. How does he explain tectonic plate movement? Oh, it works just fine uh, on a flat disk, you know, an employee. A snow globe has tectonic plates as well, and so does the underwater conveyor system, the jet stream. But surely you have systems. to be spherical to have tectonic plates for movement and tectonic plates. I'm trying to work it out my head here. No, no, you can do it. You can do it on a flat model. It's fine. Doesn't, doesn't. In fact, most of the things in a flat model actually work better than on a sphere. So, no, tectonic plates, I have no problem with it. Okay, that, somebody says, how, okay, somebody wants to know, how is he calling from the United States uh, to here with no satellites? Question from Duncan. Well, I think Duncan, no, no, no. he didn't say there wasn't satellites. He just said it was how they were suspended. So that's a good question, though, because, well, all, by the way, most of the bandwidth, and this is, again, not a secret, is done by fiber optic cables. 
we have a massive system of fiber optic cables that we've been laying, oh, I don't know, since about 1900. Absolutely, the same. I've watched them being laid, yeah. Yep. So yeah. The bandwidth is there. Uh, any satellites that are up there are sending minimal, minimal bandwidth. Yeah, but I, well, like, for example, if, if it was flat, okay, and I live in Ireland and I'm on the three network, okay, when I fly to the United States, I automatically connect to AT&T. Uh, because I can no longer pick up the three network because the satellite which footprints Ireland and the United Kingdom and probably parts of France and Spain uh, won't reach over that far because of the curvature of the Earth. No, no, I got you. I got you. When you get close to land, yeah, you are going to run into the towers, but that's all still all ground based. You don't. No, you're missing the point I'm making, Mark. You're missing the point I'm making. Mm-hmm. The, the reason that the a satellite can throw a larger footprint, like, for example, Sky, right. Sky Television, which is big in Europe right. and is not big in America, okay? Right. The big uh, radio TV uh, network for, by satellite in America would be uh, Sirius. We can't get right. Sirius here. And the reason we can't is because of the curvature of the Earth. The footprint doesn't stretch across. I, I got gotcha. you. That, that sort of argument, I'll throw the GPS question, which is why does the member GPS system, which has 32 supposedly blanket-covering satellites, why does it stop working about 150 miles off of any coast? Because the GPS why system, well, well, Mark, if you, now if you knew the technology involved in GPS, GPS, oh, oh, oh. okay, well, okay, well hang on, GPS sends a signal to a mast, and the mast is what you receive your signal in your, on your apparatus from, and unfortunately the mast huh. that will only stretch about 10 to 16 kilometers, so that's why we have to have mast. So when you go 10 to 16 kilometers from the coastline of a country, you're going to lose signal. That has nothing to do with the satellites. Got it. So planes, when they go 150 miles off of any coast, they're basically on their own. No, planes, planes are receiving signals from satellite because they have different equipment. We don't have satellite we, phones, although there are satellite mobile phones that are available, which are used by explorers of Everest and places like that. They're a bit more expensive. Got it. Got it. So when I, when I see a plane blink off of the GPS system, what I'm looking up on the line, and they all do, when they, their, their latitude and longitude go to approximate or estimated, and they literally blink off the screen. They're absolutely fine. We just we're just not allowed to see them. No, that's not the way it works, Mark. No, it, <laughs> okay. it, tell me, tell me how it works, man. I watched it for a long, long time, and it's one of the clues. It's one of the reasons why the documentary was built. Okay, John. In, okay, well, hang on. John in Ennis asked a question. I think it's similar to the question I asked you earlier on. But um, is the Earth the only flat planet? In his opinion, otherwise, how would he explain it, the roundness the of the planet? Here, it's the only planet. Period. Everything else in the sky is just a light show. Nothing different than you would see in a planetarium. That means Jupiter. That means Mars, the sun and the moon are self-illuminated, but all the other lights in the sky are just lights in the sky. They're just lights. So, yep. so the whole, so basically, we can just throw everything out of the cot at this stage. Everything that we we heard about the Big Bang theory, about stars burning oh, out, dwarf stars. Theory. You believe in the Big Bang theory that everything just came out of nothing. And, and, of course, you know, the big question that is, what was before the Big Bang? Well, I, I don't know. And scientists don't know either. But, but let's be clear about Why it. Well, but hang on. Thousands bang. of years ago or hundreds of years ago, we didn't know about, you know, where Earth came from. We didn't know where the sun came from. We wouldn't have the same understanding. Now we do. Maybe in a thousand years' time, we'll know what was there before the Big Bang. Maybe then. It takes time to learn. It, it does, but science makes claims that they absolutely cannot back up. I mean, they've been talking about dark matter now. Dark matter is a complete theory. Yeah, but, I mean, dating, but people walked out of caves, Mark, you know, you know, going back you know, a million years yeah. ago or so. They walked out of a cave, pointed at Did the sun, they? and went, ooh, because right. you know, they right. didn't know well, what it was. Tell me, about, tell me about the coelacanth fish. Tell me about that. 
the which extinct 70 million, 70 million years extinct, and then they caught one off of South Africa, and then Mozambique, and then Madagascar, and then National Geographic starts swimming with them. Tell me how they screwed up that badly, and then tell me how there because are... Because they make mistakes. <laughs> okay, so they can make mistakes. And I got into this argument with somebody in Belfast, and this lovely lady who said that, yes, they make mistakes. I go, but they're not making a mistake about the Earth. She goes, no. But that's, that's that'd be a rather big mistake. Now, a fish, the extinction of a fish versus the, the, the existence of a planet, that would be a rather big mistake, wouldn't it? Because we're sitting on it. It would be a huge mistake. You're absolutely right. Mm. Okay, what about the climate? The climate obviously depends, according to scientists, on you know the world spinning on its axis at a certain a certain degrees, and over time they believe that axis will change. They also believe over time the poles will change uh, their polarity, which affects the climate as well and has affected the climate over millions of years. Uh, is that all out the window as well? All of it. As a matter of fact, doesn't it make more sense when we're talking about greenhouse gases that it's an actual greenhouse with a pressurized system? No, which doesn't. of course is. Good. Tell me, tell me how the atmosphere isn't ripped off by the vacuum of space. So, tell me so how that doesn't happen. So nothing has ne- has. I mean, I know we we've heard of the Van Allen belt, which is the radiation belt, you know, before you leave the, uh, right. the atmosphere. But uh, you're telling me nothing has ever left this planet or left this uh, the atmosphere. Ever, it is. It has been the most wonderful secret that has been hid from us since 1960. <laughs> Would you tell the population if you figured out that the world that you've been telling people for 500 years was a globe? Wasn't a globe? Would you actually tell the population? I, I think I would. I'd probably be the richest man in the world oh, if, I, if I could prove it. Not if there's potential of people walking through the streets with uh, pitchforks and torches. You wouldn't tell them. I mean, well, I, mean, why, I mean, no. But I mean, why would why would you make stuff up? I mean, I can understand people making stuff up. Of the, as I said to you already, there's a motive behind it. But I don't see the motive behind this. And and, and no, I I by the way, I could read out quite a, quite abusive text, but I'm sure you're used to that. I'm sure. Uh, you know, oh, no, that that. The normal response, and I expect. Look, if you believe in flatters right away, I think there was probably something wrong with you. But that's okay. Remember, I'm not here to convince, especially you, the host. I'm not here to convince you. I'm not here to. No, I, I'm, I'm only here, here to quiz you. By the way, I, I'm somebody else. I'm like reading some of the messages coming in. Somebody says that beep 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 does not even understand the Big Bang theory. The Big Bang theory does not say there was nothing and it just popped into existence. It actually says that all matters, all matter was compact into a tiny speck and then started moving apart. Again. Is before the Big Bang Theory. It is the oldest argument of the church versus the state, which is what happened. You know, you can't, if you want to, again, the Big Bang Theory, it's fine that people believe in the Big Bang Theory, but don't put so much faith into science that you believe absolutely everything. I don't believe say, absolutely everything. Our, I don't believe absolutely everything, Mark. But, and that's where we're human beings. We question things. And we and we do too. In fact, I say, look, do your own research and ask your own questions, which is don't believe, look, you want to tell me what the boiling temperature of water is at sea level? Great, fine. I can test that right now. You want to tell me what the core of the Earth looks like? When you show me that, that cross-section, uh, not so fast. You know, no, well, of course, again, but there's a lot of things I can't personally test, you know what I mean? I can test gravity, I can test all those other things. But you're right, there are a lot of things we can't physically test ourselves, and we have to, you know, believe in scientists and their theories. And sometimes, by the way, they will update their theories. They will come along and say, well, listen, you know, 20 years ago we told you this, but actually we think this is probably more likely, and that's what science is all about. Uh, somebody says, did you see the documentary science program debunking Flat Earth? It was quite detailed. There's there's a lot of videos. Out there. I, I didn't see that. I didn't see the Discovery Science Program. Well, again, I mean, it, there's a, there's a lot of them out there, and we've been taking the hit since 2015. I'd say you were screaming but at the what, TV on that one, were you? What at the Monkey Platter? Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, look, people, look, everyone's going to respond differently. Every, here's the great thing about the Flat Earth community. Everybody going into it hates Flat Earth, including me. I try to, my, one of my quotes is, look, I, every morning I try, I get up and I try to kill Flat Earth, and every day I fail. I try for nine months to shut this thing down, and everybody going into it saying, Flat Earth is terrible, Flat Earth is terrible, and the longer you stare at it, the worse it gets. Because eventually, again, can I prove a Flat Earth to you right now? No. Can I create so much reasonable doubt in the globe that you have nowhere left to turn but some sort of flat earth model. Yeah, I can. I can do that all day long. But they, you say, but well, it, reasonable doubt is enough when I go it's in court every hour of every but day. But Mark, by your own admission, you can't prove the earth is flat. But yes, there is Not more. They, yeah, okay. But there is a lot more evidence and very obvious evidence oh, no, 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 that no. the earth is that spherical. That is super wrong. In terms okay, of well, plot holes, there are way plot holes in the globe than there is in the flat earth. Okay, by the way, can I just, uh, some of the more questions go in. Now, could you ask him, where does the power come from for his light show in the sky? And what happens when the power when a power outage happens? Do the stars just disappear from the sky? Because I've never seen the stars disappearing in a power outage. Awesome. Actually, that's a good question. Because Well, and I don't want, I, I, I don't think this, this show does name a lot with chapter and verse. But I love the whole revelation, you know, with uh, stars falling from the sky like fig, figs from a tree. It's like, how can stars fall from the sky if they're millions of light years away? Would it make more sense they're just part of the ceiling, part of the television? No, well, the, re- the, reason, the reason we see stars moving is because the stars are not actually moving at all. Because, as you know, the stars are the light we're seeing from uh, suns like ours, uh, you know, right. which have died possibly you know, millions of light years ago. But the reason we're seeing them moving is because they're not moving, we're moving. Well, again, if you ask any ancient culture, even as little as 500 years ago, they'd say, are the stars moving or is the ground moving? Everybody said the stars was moving. So the sun doesn't move, no? Or the sun moves, we don't, sorry. No, the sun, the moon, everything in the sky is moving. We're not moving. We could literally, oh, okay. like you said, we could literally be sitting in a snow globe on a desk somewhere. By the way, uh, another quick question for whoever was asking there is, like, why don't you ever see parallax in the sky? Meaning, you know, there's some stars that are 10 years lights away, 10, 10 light years away, and there's another one that's a thousand light years away. No different than, you know, when you're driving by, you know, the mailboxes go by quickly and the mountains in the distance go by very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. So why don't we see that in the sky? Why, why don't we see what? Well, we, why don't we see what in the sky? Why don't we ever see parallax? Why don't we ever see drift? Why don't the constellations ever change? Remember, we're moving in like four different because, directions. Because, okay, maybe I can give you an explanation for that. Because in the, in the understanding of time, we are playing yeah. a tiny, tiny little role. Those stars have been there probably and most likely a lot longer. There are planets, which is probably, they reckon, 13 billion years old. Uh, those, wow. those, those stars have been there a lot longer than that. And in the big scheme of things, they probably are moving, but we will never see it in the time span that we will survive on this planet. I, I'm skeptical. Two thousand years of a zodiac. The zodiac never changed. Yeah, even of course flavors. it doesn't change. Just like we don't notice the climate changing. Well, according to some people, they do. We don't notice the climate changing, even though the climate changes us on a regular basis. We don't notice it as much because it's done over a long period of time. It's like, for example, when somebody says, "You got your sister's planning a huge amount of weight," and you go, "Jesus, I didn't even notice that," because you're there all the time. You don't notice it. We don't notice these things. Oh. It's done over a short amount of time. I got you. Okay, Mark. It's been an interesting conversation. You know, me and you are never going to agree. By the way, but but it's an interesting conversation anyway. (laughs) And 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 good luck with it. You know, good luck with it. I mean, I'm sure there's money to be made in somewhere. I don't know how, but I'm sure there is. Good luck with it, Mark. Thanks very much for coming there, and I appreciate it. All right. Okay. Bye bye. There you go, Mark Sargent, who believes the Earth is flat. Yeah. Hmm. 
Quite interesting. Yes, people are sending me wonderful pictures of the earth. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Somebody says a light show. Yeah, I think the only light show that's going on is in his head to somebody else. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That's your opinion. Um, can, you not, can you ask him where is the edge of the earth? And if so, could you fall off the edge? Well, yeah, I think he explained that at the very start. You know, that there's kind of almost like a wall around it, so to speak. Mm. How does he explain comets? Yeah. I know, I know, look, you, we, we could have this conversation until one of us dies for the next 12 hours. And, you know, he's never going to believe that the earth is spherical and I'm never going to believe him that the earth is flat. So, but I just thought it was an interesting thing because they, there's, I'm quite shocked in a recent survey that roughly a million people in Britain believe the earth is flat. That's really obviously what's going on in Britain at the moment. They're all mad. Honest to God, if one million, well, 1.6 million people believe in Britain that the earth is flat, <laughs> I'm losing faith in the British people rapidly. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.